Oh, welcome everyone to episode seven of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in Nashville, Tennessee. Each week on the podcast, we plan to talk about all things Lakeshore, uh, message series, events, uh, activities that are going on at the church. We'll cover all of those. Uh, but we'll also have guests that we bring in from time to time to interview and uh, find out more about them and things going on in the community. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, to click that subscribe button. Uh, hit that notification bell as well so you can be notified every time uh, we have a video that's posted there. We want you to join us each week. And even if you miss it live, you can go back and catch it. We archive these on our uh, YouTube channel. You can go back and catch that anytime. Today, I'm happy to welcome my good friend, Gary Burke. Uh, my family and I have known Gary since around 2013 when my wife, Sue Ann, opened our first uh, location for Shineworthy Tea. Uh, Gary came in very early on in that process and became one of our first regular customers there at the tea shop. And he would often come in and sit at the bar and uh, have a cup of tea and, of course, strike up conversations. Uh, Gary loves to uh, get to know people, and we love to get to know people as well. So Sue Ann got to talking with him a good bit. Uh, Bobby did as well, our son. And then uh, at times when I would be there, we would get to talk to each other and find out more about Gary and his life. And he's always been a good friend. And now, in fact, uh, on Christmas Eve, often now, it's become a tradition for our Christmas Eve candlelight service. Gary will come in and sit with our family for the Christmas Eve candlelight service. And we love having Gary as our guest there with our family. Uh, Gary, I want to give people a chance to get to know you better. I'm so glad you're with us today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you native to Nashville? Did you grow up here? Uh, yes, Pastor Randy. I grew up in East Nashville. I grew up there, lived there all my life. One of those odd native Nashvillians. There's not a lot of them around anymore, so that's really good. I don't They're mean true. you're odd. I mean it's odd. <laughs> odd to be native Nashvillians. I've Nashvillian. been called odd before. <laughs> I've been called worse than that, so we're good. Uh, I know that uh, you recently retired from a long-term job that you had at Pillsbury, right? How long were you there? I was at General Mills Pillsbury for 30 years. I served as a safety coordinator and a volunteer first responder for a little over 20 years. Wow, man, that's uh, that's a long time to be uh, at one job. It's not as common as it used to be. It used to be a more common thing, but uh, that those years of loyal service there are very much appreciated. I know by the company and uh, your coworkers, I know have appreciated that very much too. Uh, and now, tell everybody where you working now. I now work at the Tennessee State Museum as a security officer there on the site. Uh, that that's a great fit I think I knew when you retired from the other job Gary I just had a feeling you couldn't stay just totally retired very long you're just too much of a wanting to be involved and interacting with other people and so now working there that's a good setting for you because of your love for history and all things Tennessee and the U.S. history and all of that uh, you've got a real interest in that so that's a great place for you to be working I know Sue Ann and I have talked about trying to get down there and, and see you at work sometime. We haven't done that yet, so we need to get down there and see that. Uh, one of the reasons I asked you to come on is that we got to know you. We got to know your interest in Civil War history in particular. What, what led to your getting interested in that to start with? Well, the movie Glory in 1989 uh, brought a consciousness of the African-American contribution to the American Civil War. Uh, it was something that wasn't taught in schools growing up, so I never knew that African-Americans played a part in securing their freedoms through the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, 
learned about the Civil War without that element uh, and, and all the schools pretty much. So uh, I, I'm glad that movie shed some light on that, maybe started opening up more people's eyes to that. And uh, it caused you to start maybe doing a little more research at that point, checking out uh, some of the history of that. Correct. Uh, now, I know it led to something that uh, I find very interesting. I've seen you in uniform, and you now do uh, reenactments from time to time. Is that right? More so living history. Living histories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. How does that work? Well, um, to be able to betray a, a historic figure, you must insert yourself during that time. And so putting on the uniform helps internalize somewhat of a feeling how it would be to be a soldier, at least dress and look like a soldier. So yeah. that gave me an opportunity to do that. And I know you've had, you've been invited to, to do that in uniform for different events around Nashville and all. What are some of the things you've, you've done, uh, events you've been to and things like that? Well, I participated in all types of historical sites and programs like the Hermitage, home of President Andrew Jackson. I did a program there years ago. I'm a fixture at Fort Negley. Um, I've done a lot of homeschool talks, and I've been invited to Civil War roundtables and such to speak. Right, yeah. Uh, I Speaking of Fort Negley, I know you've been very involved with uh, uh, some of the recent decisions that have been made about preservation and, and uh, work at Fort Negley. Can you tell us a little bit about your involvement there? Uh, certainly. Um my involvement with Fort Negley, I have to mention a couple of other people. It goes back to a gentleman named Bill Radcliffe. Bill Radcliffe was the Vietnam veteran and also a retired member of the Nashville uh, Fire Department. And uh, he was one of the first African-Americans to be at Fort Negley. And that's where I first met him and a gentleman named Dennis Boggs, who portrays President Lincoln. Oh, yeah, I've seen him. Uh-huh. And so they would be up on the hill, sometimes just sitting there by themselves having conversations. And sometimes people would stop by and, and just see see what they were doing and strike up conversations as well to share a little bit of history about Fort Negley. And then uh, during that time, the uh, Visitor Center opened up in 2007, and I started getting involved with the preservation part of it by uh, being asked to be one of the first board members uh, on the staff there. And so I've been contributing since 2007. Uh, I'm featured in their video in the visitor center. I'm the voice for the walking tour when you oh, go wow. around the fort as well. Yeah. I got to go do that walking tour then so I can hear you tell me about everything. That'll be great. I get some more steps in. Yeah, I get some more steps in with our training. That'll be good. Um, and I know that uh, with Fort Negley, that there's a connection there with the Afri African-American soldiers, too, that were involved there, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, the history of Fort Negley starts in 1862 when conscripted laborers were forced to build a fort by the Union Army. There were 2,771 African-Americans, men and women and children, that were forced to build that fort from August of 62 to December of 62, so from extreme oh, heat yeah. to extreme cold. And it's estimated 600 and 800 died while building the fort due wow. to disease, exposure, uh, incidents while building the fort. Yeah. So that history goes back deep. Yeah. Very personal for me. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why I'm so glad you can be so intimately involved and you're serving on the board there now. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, good. 
Uh, I noticed also, I, I did a little research before I brought you in here, that you recently were added to the board at uh, Traveler's Rest as well. Right. Uh, yes, I've, I've done many programs at Traveler's Rest uh, supporting them there. And ironically, my great-great-grandfather, Peter Bailey, Private Peter Bailey, of the 17th Regiment of U.S. Colored Troops fall on its soil at a place called Peach Orchard Hill on December 16th, 1864. Wow, just think about that. You, you're you able to go out to the very property that your great-great-grandfather fought on as a Union soldier uh, and, and fought for their freedoms. That's such a t- way to touch history, isn't it? Do you, do you just kind of get goosebumps when you're out there sometimes just thinking about that? Well, I get more than goosebumps when I was asked to be a board member there i i literally teared up because it was such a full circle moment Uh, i'm in the video uh they also produced there at traveler's rest in their civil war section so uh, i have a history with that historical site yeah well you you've been involved with a lot of different things i know you've served probably on a few other boards as well uh tell me what what other uh, involvements have you had with those well, other than Fort Nagley, I also serve on Stones River National Battlefields Board in Murfreesboro. Right. And I'm on the advisor com- uh, committee at the Oakland's Mansion in Murfreesboro, too. So somehow I've become uh, a signature player in historical <laughs> sites for some reason. Well, I know for the reason. It's because you, <laughs> you've become so knowledgeable and you have that connection, too, the uh, family connection that you have. And... Um, and you've got such a passion for it, and that comes across as you're as you're sharing your story and the story of, of Fort Nagley and, and other things that you've talked to us about. Uh, that passion helps when people are wanting to know about it. You want somebody with that personal connection, with that involvement, and that passion to tell you about it. That that's a lot more. You get more out of it that way, and, and that really comes across. We appreciate the way you do that. Thank you. Passion is definitely what I have. I, I write about it in my poetry. I sing about it when when I perform there. We, every year we have a ceremony to honor the laborers who built the fort, and I okay. always participate in that ceremony, usually hey. around August and September, somewhere in there. Right. Uh, I know you love music, too. You're very involved with singing a lot and all, uh, both at your church probably and, and other activities, other events, too. So, yeah, that's great. Um, and I think you told me, too, there uh, now that there, I, I think there's been a lot more emphasis in recent years on Juneteenth, and you were part of a, a celebration of Juneteenth as well. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, myself and the late Dr. Tommy Morton Young started Juneteenth at Fort Nagley back in 2017, and uh, each year we've had a Juneteenth program. I participated in three this year. Uh, Murfreesboro, um, also at our program at the State Museum and then at Fort Nagley. So uh, a lot of Juneteenth programs. I'm so glad that Juneteenth is finally being honored nationally. Yeah, when it uh, became more nationally recognized and observed, I think that the education side of that has been one of the greatest benefits of it. Uh, A lot of people just, uh, I know I didn't, I didn't know any uh, of the details of the history of that until it became more of a public celebration of that. And I think it caused more people to to read more about it, to find out more about it, to dig a little deeper. And, and, and you don't realize, you, you don't think about it. the Emancipation Proclamation was huge. It, was, it needed to be done, and, and, and President Lincoln uh, made that proclamation, but because of an ongoing war, because of uh, communication challenges of that day, and, and because of people not wanting to cooperate and be part of it, there had to be an ongoing effort to get the word out to enforce that proclamation. 
before everybody else would really enjoy their freedoms that it was proclaiming. Exactly. So thank God for General Granger. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that, General Granger's work in that. Well, uh, General Granger was uh, part of the Union Army uh, detachment that arrived in Galveston, Texas uh, on on that day and to inform the emancipated people that they were finally free. Uh, General Order Number 3 is what it was called. Yeah. And um, so they read that, and so it was jubilation. And ever since then, African-American communities have celebrated Juneteenth on their own Yeah, uh, throughout the years, passed down generations. Yeah, I had read that there had been a lot of uh, celebrations in different pockets of the country, but there had not been until recently more that galvanized nationwide recognition and celebrations. So I'm so glad it has come to that point now where the uh, more people hear about it, more people are learning that history and uh, have an appreciation for that step that had to be taken for people to really know and experience the freedom that had been declared uh, that long before they even got word of it. So, so thankful for those that stayed committed to the cause and continue to stay committed to the cause today uh, for freedom uh, for all people. Uh, and uh, as a, as a country, uh, I, I, the founding Fathers had the right principles, but we didn't always live it out like exactly. we needed to. It was a it was a work in progress, and still is a work that that still needs to go on. So we thank you for your part and uh, helping to keep the stories out there, uh, sharing the history, uh, preserving the history like you are with Fort Nagley and other efforts with Stones River Battlefield and all of that, because that's a great historic site as well. So exactly. much history there. Yeah. Well, your involvement in that means a lot, Gary, and you've become kind of a local celebrity. We, we see Gary on the news once in a while. We see him at different events where they're reporting on that, and uh, I can say I punched Sue Ann, and she punches me. We know him when we see you. <laughs> <laughs> we knew him before he got so famous. So. I never met a camera I didn't like. There you go. <laughs> well, Gary, I appreciate I know this is a work day for you, and you took time out of your day to come and and be on the podcast today. I want you to know how much I appreciate you and appreciate your friendship, uh, and our family appreciate your friendship. So thank you for coming. Well, Pastor Randy, it's an honor to be in your presence and presence of your wonderful family. I, I love being an extended part of the yeah. Ordell family. There you go. That's the way we look at it, too. That's great. Uh, well, we'll have, it to, have to have you come back again, maybe in uniform, and do some uh, history uh, retelling in uniform next I'll time. I'll sing a little and read a little poetry. There you go. We could have you come back and do that for us. Thanks again, Gary. Thank you. Uh, we want to uh, take a few minutes before we go today to update you on some activities that are coming up here at Lakeshore. We've got lots of uh, exciting things going on. Uh, we uh, have in the month of July, we still got a couple of weeks left. We're collecting gift cards for back-to-school expenses, helping out some families with that. You can do Amazon or Walmart gift cards. You can bring them to either campus, uh, drop them off here with us. We'll make sure we're partnering with Youth for Christ and with uh, Smyrna Elementary School to help out families. And we've got some families right here in the church family, too, that we're helping out. So if you haven't done that yet, you can do it for any amount on a gift card. Bring that in to us. Uh, and if you don't want to get the gift card yourself, if you just want to make a donation for that, we can get the gift cards for you. So we'll be glad to have you do it that way. We also have coming up this Saturday a class that we do once in a while for uh, children that are interested in being baptized, uh, get their questions answered, help them uh, have a better understanding of what it means. So it's this Saturday here at the Antioch campus uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's especially designed for elementary age uh, children. Uh, we recommend eight years old and up. 
uh, with questions about that. So parents, if you haven't already signed up your child and you want them to be part of that, please go ahead and get them signed up. You can do that on our website at lakeshorechristian.com. Uh, and uh, make sure you get that done as soon as possible so they know how many to plan for for this Saturday. I also want to encourage you, if you haven't registered yet, to sign up for and attend the summer celebration we're having out at Camp YI in Laverne. It's going to be Saturday, August the 6th from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Going to have a lot of fun activities there for the whole family. There will be swimming, water slides, fishing, indoor and outdoor games. We're going to have a campfire devotion to end the day. Uh, Dinner will be uh, served there. So you need to register in advance for how many you have coming, and we'd love to see you at that celebration. We uh, want to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings as well. We are in a series right now called Wisdom for the Ages. Each week we've been looking at bits of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Uh, We started out by looking at the beginning of of wisdom being the fear of the Lord. That's the foundation for how we gain the wisdom that God wants us to have is by having a proper fear and respect of God. And then over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at the secret of contentment. Last week, we talked about the world of the generous, the generous lifestyle, generous living. This week, we're going to be taking a look at the life of a learner. Uh, Proverbs 11 and verse 2 says this, When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. I've tried to be a lifelong learner, and one thing I know about myself is this. I think it's true for everybody. You can't learn anything if you already think you know everything. You've got to be willing to humble yourself. You've got to be willing to be taught. And the book of Proverbs is filled with that wisdom about being humble enough to let others teach you. And the greatest wisdom of all, as we've already seen, is in found in God's Word. So we've got to be humble enough to come under the authority and the teaching of God's Word so that we can grow in wisdom and understanding and have that lifestyle a blessing that God wants us to enjoy. So we want to encourage you to invite family, friends, co-workers. Join us as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church. We thank you for joining us today.